0: Welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Kath, I want to say thank you so much for the honour and the privilege of being here and speaking into... Your life tonight. I take that responsibility very seriously. It's not something I do lightly. I've prayed about this, I've prepared for this, and uh, like Cass, <laughs> she's introduced me as this some kind of Wonder Woman, but I'm really not. I have a veggie patch because my eight year old begged me and pestered me for a year. Mom, I want a veggie patch. He likes things that grow and all of those kind of things. So I have a veg- veggie patch because one thing I am is a good mother. I will admit that um, because I've had lots of practice. I have a 23-year-old, a 21-year-old and an eight-year-old. And uh, yeah, they're all boys. So, oh, look, I can see people. You can see me. It's all right. You've been able to see me the whole time, but now I can see you. So yes, I am those things. And I do love to cook and I do love to sew. But if I had more time, I would do way more of it. But God keeps dragging me out of domesticity and said, I've called you to preach, not to sew. And so I have to just do that in my spare time. Well, another thing that I love to do is walk. Um, I am not athletic, despite how I look. Um, I know you're laughing because uh, people just assume that when you look like this, you must be a fast runner, you know, a high jumper, all of those things. Nothing. No, no. I I might be able to have a veggie patch, but I cannot do anything sporty at all. So the only thing I do is walk. Um, I can't even swim because I drowned at nine and am a little frightened of water. That's another thing you didn't know. I'm just letting it all hang out. Anyway, I do love to walk. And so down by, beside my house, I live near Linear Park and I walk down my street because I have to get out of the house. Mostly, my adult children still live at home. They're loud, they're noisy, take over the whole house, have the television blaring, they're in and out. They still can't find their socks, their jocks. For those of you that have younger children, it does not get any better. They just make a bigger mess. And, uh, you know, they want your help with everything. Mum, can you help me with this? Can you do that? Can you? So they just, I have to escape my house and all the testosterone. So I go down the street and I walk and I pray when I walk along the track. And can everyone else hear that echo? No. Okay. That's just me. Maybe it's the fallback. Anyway, we go down the street and we're walking on this track. And I love walking. I'm a bit of a power walker and I get very intense because I pray. And sometimes my lips move and the people that walk past me probably think there's that crazy lady who talks to herself. But I don't really care. So I'm walking, power walking down this track. But there's only one problem. Bikes also use that track. Now, that might not be a problem for you. But when I was in primary school... There was a boy in my class called John Woodward. If you know John today, tell him I've forgiven him. But he was about this tall. I was this tall right from primary school, sadly, um, And he was about this big and he had some issue against me. And I was walking home from school one day and John Woodward rode his bike into me, knocked me to the ground and started beating me over the head with a pair of football boots tied by the laces. Now, I don't know what I did to provoke this, Kath. I probably did something. Knowing me, um, I probably said something at school or mentioned that he was a little short or something, I'm not sure. But I probably did something to to provoke it. But anyway, he beat me over the head. But the thing that, um, it didn't make me scared of short men. (laughs) It just made me scared of bikes. So now when I'm walking along this track minding my own business, praying, talking to God in my menopausal stupor that mostly I'm in when I'm walking along the path, these bikes literally whiz past me so fast. There's some people nodding. Do Anybody else? They, they are so impolite. They're supposed to ring their bell. They never do. Never do. They whiz past me and leave me in need of a change of underpants. And shaking and a trembling mess on this path every single time. And I have a good dose of adrenaline rush. You know the fight and flight response? Well, some of you may have a flight response. I want to yell and scream. That's my natural instinct. I'm not, Sam is right there with me. I know she's one of those two. I am just like, I want to yell at these people and tell them, to ring your bell, you stupid idiot. Except it's probably not those words. And I'm like, (laughs) so I am walking along the path and these bikes whiz past me. So earlier in the year, this happened three times in three minutes. And I got so mad, like my adrenaline and I go to say something, but I never can. Like I'm just gutless when it comes down to it. I'm like, So I never, never say anything. And so here I am on this path, an absolute mess. It's happened three times in three minutes. So I get mad at God because he's the only one that's going to listen to me at this particular time. And I'm telling God, God, this has got to stop. It's affecting my relationship with you. I don't like this. It's really annoying. It's coming between us. Here I am trying to talk to you. And why don't you change their behavior? change these. Make them fall off their bike. Make them make them ring their bell like while they're driving up behind me or riding up behind me. As soon as they see me, remind them they've got a bell and that they should use it. And if they don't, then make them fall off just as they get past me to teach them a lesson. And I'm genuinely saying this to God as I am praying and complaining and whinging and just pouring it all out before God. And then at, when I'd finished, you know, Going on and on and on and when you feel like it's all out, okay, I feel so much better, it's all out, I've got rid of it, there's a pause and I'm waiting for God's response. And I hear this, try changing where you're walking. (laughs) Now I look down at the path, now I'm going to do it this way so you can sort of see, say this is the middle of the path. I realize I'm walking right over on the very edge of the path because I've been walking on this path for 15 years. And I realise that those bikes have got me into a place where I'm quite terrified of them coming past. And I'm so sick of getting scared. A couple of times people have hit my shoulder with the bike as they've gone zooming past and haven't even stopped or anything. And so I'm like, I look down and God says to me, try changing where you're walking. And I realize I'm right over on the very, very edge of the left of the path. And it hits me like a bolt out of the blue, like an explosion in my mind. I think because of one bad experience and then subsequent other experiences in my life, I have, instead of walking in the middle of the path, like a normal person, I have now gradually moved over inch by inch, and I'm walking right on the very edge. You see, bikes don't think they need to ring their bell for me because I'm not posing any threat to them. I'm right over on the edge of the path. In fact, bikes don't even move out of their lane when they're coming past me. They think that poor woman is perched on the edge of the path. She's not even any threat to us. We're just going to zoom straight past her. And I felt God say to me, don't try and change the behavior of everyone else. Try changing your behavior first. And right there is a principle for somebody here tonight. Somebody here needs to hear that you have been walking on the wrong place on the path of life. And you've been wanting the behavior of everyone else around you to change. You've been saying, I want to change their behavior. Make him do this. I want his position to shift. Maybe there's a husband or somebody, a parent in your life or a friend or a teacher, somebody in your life. And you say, I need that person's behavior to change. But God says, why not try changing? You know, because you've done lots of things to try and change that person's behavior. But nothing has seemed to work. And God's saying to you tonight, Why not try changing where you are walking? When I saw that, that I was hovering right on the very edge of the path to the left, and God said to me, try changing where you walk, I stepped boldly into the middle of the path, and immediately I felt different. I suddenly felt empowered. I'm walking along, and I'm thinking, this is my path just as much as it is theirs. I've been walking on this path for 15 years and praying. I mean, I've been keeping the crime rate down in my neighborhood most probably. I've walked around this track. They all think I'm a little crazy, but I say, hello, I've made some good friends. This is my track as much as it is these bikes track. And why shouldn't I walk in the middle of the path? And I started to walk like I was still a good girl. I didn't walk on this side. I still walked on that side, but I was just to the left of that middle line. I was owning this path. I thought, no, this is my path. I actually have every right to walk here. I don't have to walk over here, cowering in fear. I have a right to walk here. And I started to walk boldly. And you know, the very, very next bike that came up behind me, I heard the screech of the brakes and the ring of a bell. He slowed down and rang his bell, and he got past me, but he did not see, and it was a he, because the girls ring their bells. (laughs) Mostly the girls ring their bells, the guys don't. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you, because that will make you feel better. And it's what you've always thought all along. Anyway, he did not see the tears pouring down my face as God started to unload the revelation for this message into my heart. And he said, Jane, if you would just change where you are walking on the path of life, you would change the behavior of people around you. See, I felt different. As soon as I stepped into the middle of that path and started to walk, I felt empowered. You see, I needed faith to step into the middle of that path because I'd been hit by a bike before. I'd been run down by a bike before. I was afraid of bikes running into me. I'd been hurt before and then I'd been terrorised by those bikes for 15 years. I'd been frightened and, and um, you know... Awakened out of my stupor many times by those bikes, and left shaking as they whizzed past. And I realised that I'm here walking on this path, wishing they'd change. And God said to me, "No, you change where you're walking." And when I, excuse me, stepped into that middle of the path, I had to step in faith because I'd been hit by a bike before, and I risked getting hit by a bike again. But I knew that I needed to be obedient to what God was saying to me. Change where you walk. The very next bike that came past slowed down and rang its bell. And I was bawling my eyes out as God said to me this, Jane, if you will change where you walk and walk differently, I will change the, the behavior of those around you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to do it. And there are some people here that need to hear this message. You see, I'm saying that there are people here that have been hurt in life. Maybe... I don't know, for whatever reason, you've, you've slowly crept to the left of the path. Maybe it was a gradual thing. You can't remember a specific time and place, but little by little, as you've been hurt over the period of your life or over recent times, you've started to move further and further over to the left and you've changed where you're walking on the path of life. And Or maybe it happened one day and it was a specific circumstance. And you can remember exactly when you stepped further over to the left. You see, over here, I need, a, I need really a path drawn on here, don't I? Just imagine this. Um, over here, here's the middle of the path. Over here is fear. That's what made me walk over into this position on the path. This is fear over here when i step to the middle of the path is faith now there's another position on the path and it's over here and it's called foolishness but you know what some people in reaction to hurt go this way some people in reaction to hurt go this way this way says <gasps> I don't like bikes, I'm going to try and be as small as I can and I'm going to try and get out of harm's way and I'm I'm over here in fear and I don't want to get hit again and that was an awful experience and I never want that to happen again so I'm over here in fear and I just hope that nobody ever hurts me again but over here, oh, always tie your she-laces up when you're preaching over here, some people step out over here And over here says, I'm never going to get hurt again, but I'm going to get those bikes before they get me. I'm going to take them on head on. I'm going to make sure that I get those bikes before they ever get me. Both of those extreme positions over here in fear and over here in foolishness, both of those are out of fear. That is the response we have to hurt in our lives. And God is saying to us tonight, He wants us to walk in faith. You see, it takes faith to step out into the middle of the path, but it takes faith to stay there. Because did every single bike that ever came past me again since the beginning of this year ring its bell? No, you know that answer. (laughs) No, they didn't. But a heck of a lot more of them did than didn't. And you know what now? When they don't ring their bell, they at least know I'm a threat. And they at least move over. Even if they whiz past, I think to my... In in fact, sometimes... I've just got to do this up. Is that all right? Because I'm really stressed because... There we go. I've just stuck it in. Is that all right? Because I'm really clumsy and I will trip over myself, and I really don't want to do that because this is being videoed. What's that? Oh, Barb's going to tie it. They've got shoelace ties in this church. Hang on. What a perfect opportunity. Are you good with shoelaces, Barb? Do you need help? You go over... No, that one's... That one's not right. That one's not right. It's It's not... It's not... (laughs) Don't tie them together. Don't tie them together. I've only just met you. I don't really know if I can trust you. I've been hit by bikes, you know. Thank you. Sorry, that's... I don't usually do that stunt. It was just really worrying me because there's a reason... Anyway, I'm trying to be really serious here. Now I'm having a hot flush. Anyway, what were we saying? Fear makes. Oh, thank you, girls. I'm really not feeling it up here, but I really appreciate. I really appreciate the the the, uh, see another moment sentiment. Thanks, Kat. All right. I was preaching. What was I talking about? Fear. Yeah. I'm just going to find out where I'm up to in my notes. Okay. All right. So we're, uh, <laughs> you just realize I'm human and that you have moments like this too. All right, you've been called to walk in a certain path of life. And because we've been hurt, we're either over here cowering in fear or we're over here in foolishness taking on bikes by ourselves. But God says, I want you to go here. You see, walking in the Bible refers to just the normal pace of activity. It's the way you conduct your life. See, I am actually going to talk about the Bible. I think I've got a couple of scriptures, one or two, maybe three if I get really spiritual. Anyway, (laughs) this is really bad. It's so bad. Walking in the Bible, what they're talking about, see the Bible talks a lot about how we walk. And that's what I felt God wanted me to share with you over this weekend. Is that cool? I want to talk to you about how your walk is going. Where are you walking tonight? That's what I want to talk to you about. I want you to think about the path of life. You see, walking is just a normal pace. It's not talking about running. It's not talking about sitting. It's not talking about lying down. Walking talks about the normal day-to-day activity of your life. And you'll notice that this is not talking about people who aren't on the right path. I want to read to you a a scripture in Isaiah 50 verse 10 from the Amplified, Amplified Bible. It says, Who is among you who reverently fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant, yet... Who walks in darkness and deep trouble and has no shining splendor in her heart. I've put her in because we're doing a women's conference. And I'm sure God would have put a her in there too. Let her rely on trust in and be confident in the name of the Lord and let her lean upon and be supported by her God. I don't know if you heard that. I'm going to read it to you again. Who is among you who reverently fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant, yet walks in darkness and deep trouble? You see, you and I need to get real. And this conference is all about letting your true colors show. It's all about Being free to be yourself because God has put within you things that are just uniquely you. And he needs those true colors to shine. But so many people in the church sometimes think, but you know what? I'm following God. I'm on the right path. But sometimes I just, I don't know, maybe I'm the only person. But sometimes it's not easy. It's hard. I am the only person. I knew it. Okay, now, you've, now you're being honest. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, okay, God, I'm following you. I'm on the right path, I think. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm walking. And yet somehow things don't seem to be going the way that I really was hoping they would. It says here, and yet who walks in darkness and deep trouble and has no shining splendor in her heart. Let her rely on God. I think you and I need to get real. I think as Christians and those of us that are walking on the path, and if you're in here tonight and you say, you know what, I am not really sure that I'm walking on the path that God has got for my life. In fact, I haven't actually ever connected my life with God personally. That's okay. I am totally cool with that because most of these people, in fact, every single one of these people here in this place have been where you are tonight. There's no shame in that. We are all on a journey. You see, life is like a journey and it's like a path. And we're all walking on that path. And tonight, I wanna to give you the opportunity to get on that path because God's got an incredible plan for your life. It's a personal plan. It's not just this general thing. He knows you, he knows who you are, he knows your past, he knows where you are right now. But the best thing is he's got a future plan for you and he wants to connect your life with his so that you can walk on the path that he has called you to walk on, but he wants you to walk on it in the middle. He wants you to walk on it with confidence. He wants you to be somebody that's not cowering in fear, that's not struggling in darkness, that's not trying to find a way, but God is wanting you to be somebody, a woman like Kimmy, who walks in confidence because you have a family here that loves you. You have people here that care for you, that they might not know you yet, but I can promise you they love you and care for you because you are God's creation and you are somebody special and God wants to connect his life with yours. And so I'm talking to people tonight who may be on the path and are going, it's hard. What do we do? You need to understand we can be walking on the right path in the wrong place, from the wrong place. We need to change the, pl- the way we walk in response to the pain and the hurt we've experienced. He says, God says to you, I don't want you to walk anymore in fear or foolishness. I want you to walk in faith. I actually want you to take that step to the middle of the path and walk in faith. And what is the answer? I'm going to go back to Isaiah 50 verse 10. It says, Who, who is it that there among you who reverently fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant, yet walks in darkness and has deep trouble, and has no shining splendor in her heart? Here's the answer. Let her rely on, trust in, and be confident in the name of the Lord, and let her lean upon and be supported by her God. Wow. You see, all of us, you know, I really felt when I was writing this this um, message that there are people here who used to walk in the middle of the path and maybe a bike didn't hit you. Maybe menopause did. And I'm, I'm, I know I joke a bit about menopause and I'm officially menopausal, so I'm right there with you, sisters, but... I'm saying this genuinely for those girls who are in that season of life because I know it's tough. Because you can be confident one minute and in a few short months be over here carrying in fear and not really know why. It's just one of those things. And I'm dead serious. I'm talking to the girls who've lost their confidence through that season in life. I'm talking to girls who've lost their confidence through puberty. Because menopause is simply the reversal of puberty. And maybe you were a young girl before puberty hit and you were confident i know girls who've gone through a hormonal crisis and were confident and outgoing one minute and then have become shy and retiring and inconfident and something has happened somewhere and they just can't get maybe you've gone through a divorce and you used to be a confident woman. But because of the rejection and the pain of that thing, you've gone over here to the side. And you're like, you know what? I used to be a confident woman. I used to be somebody who would walk in the middle of the path. And I felt like I was making progress. And I was things were positive. But now I feel like I'm living in fear. I don't know what the future is going to hold. Maybe the financial, the GFC financial crisis hit you. And maybe you've just had struggle after struggle struggle after struggle financially. And you're just saying to yourself, you know what? It's robbed me of confidence. I no longer, when I go to the supermarket, I don't have the confidence. I've got the money to pay for the groceries when I get to the thing. And that's a horrible place to be. I've been there myself. It's not a nice place. And you say, you know, maybe I I just feel like I'm I've been, there's a failure somewhere in my life in that financial area and I don't know how to get back to that place. Maybe you've had a loss. These were the things that I felt when I was preparing this this message. There are people in here who've had a loss. Maybe there's been a death or a grief or you've lost something that was really important to you and it's caused you to lose confidence and you've gone over to this left side of the path and you're living in fear. And I believe that God wants you to understand. The answer tonight is, you see, what happens when we move and shift position, we stop trusting in God And we trust in the position, in our own posture to protect us. Does that make sense? And I'm telling you this because I've been there. The last four years of my life, I've lost my mother to cancer. I've lost my mother-in-law to cancer. I've lost three of my friends just walked out of the church like three of my best friends, good friends, just walked out of the church, started saying things about me. I've had health issues. I've had major surgery. I've had everything go on the last four years of my life. And as I look back, the reason God spoke this into my spirit is because I had found myself in a position where I used to walk in the middle of my path because I didn't really care what other people thought about me. I just was busy doing what God wanted me to do and going where God wanted me to go. But what happened... Thank you. Is it that obvious? (laughs) Shoelaces, tissues... I am a high-maintenance preacher. Sorry. I don't need anything until I get on the platform, and then it's pretty bad. Yeah, I've got, you know... Sorry. Oh. That's what my mum would have wanted me to do. Okay. So I was being really serious and bearing my soul... Um, but it's the truth. The last four years of my life have been the toughest years ever of my life. And yet, in the most incredible way, in all of that, God has made me stronger. Why? Because in the dark times, in the tough times, when I've buried two mothers, I've relied on and trusted in God. Because there was nobody else. Because there was nothing else. And I just believe that God is is wanting to get into your hearts tonight. He's wanting to say to you, you know what? Some of you have changed your position. You've changed where you're walking on the path of life. And he wants to just tweak it. I'm not talking to people who are doing the wrong thing. I'm, not talk- I'm talking to people who are just trying to get ahead, just trying to do the right thing, just walk on that path. I'm just trying to do my best. But here you are over to the left and God wants to encourage you. He wants to just say, hey, just look down at your feet and shift where you're walking. Look and see where you're walking. Proverbs 3.5 says, lean on. You all know this lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. Do you know what some of us have just not felt like we're on a straight and plain path? And the answer is to trust in and rely on God. You know what? When you've been hurt, trusting someone is the worst thing you can do. The hardest thing you can do, rather. The hardest thing you can do. Because the people you've trusted have hurt you in some instances and cases. And others you've just kind of, Gone away, like moved away from confidence and faith because you haven 't known where to go next you' just like I, you know i 'm not sure what 's gone wrong, but here I am carrying in fear, and I just believe, and i 'm actually going to finish my preaching part because I just want God to do something incredible in our lives tonight. Is that okay? But I want to talk first to those people here in this place that, you know, maybe you say to me, Jane, I've come into this conference and somebody invited me and I'm not sure that I've connected with God's plan for my life. I don't know God personally. I'm not sure that if I prayed tonight, I one know what to say, I'm not sure that my prayer would find any connection with God, because I'm not really sure, even if he's there, but I I want to believe. You see, I spoke before about it takes faith to step from here to here. All of us have taken a step of faith to get on the path in the first place. And I want to ask you tonight if you would make that step of faith to connect your life with God because God is desperately wanting to connect his life with you. You see, we don't have to do this life. We don't have to walk on this path by ourselves. We don't have to do it in our own strength. Because when we try in our own strength, we get off the path quickly. We go on detours. We, we mess up. We, we fail. We, we make the wrong choices. We do things that not because we wanted to necessarily, but just because we don't know how to, to walk. We don't know where the direction is we're meant to go in. But God has said that he wants to connect the life that he is with your life and create life in you so that you can walk in faith on that path that he has set for you. It takes faith to say, you know what? I'm going to choose tonight to believe in God. I don't know all there is to know about God. and I liken it to, I met my husband that I've been married to for 25 years this year. I met him when I was 16 and I thought he was really, really cute. He had lots of hair then, um, blonde, shiny hair. He had blue eyes, dimples, and he was really cheeky. But I remember spotting him and thinking, wow, he is cute. And then we got to know each other. We went to the same church. And uh, after a while, he asked me out. Now, I didn't know everything there was to know about him. And it's probably just as well because I probably wouldn't have gone out with him, but um, I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I didn't know everything there was to know about him, but he said to me, Would you start a relationship with me? And, you know, I liked enough of what I saw. To take that leap of faith, that step of faith to go, you know what? Yeah, I'll try that out. I will say yes to starting a relationship with you because I like you enough to want to get to know you. Well, it's exactly like that with God. We say, God says, I would like To have a relationship with you. A personal relationship. I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. I want to show you things. I want to help you with your future. I want to direct your step on the path of life. I want to be there with you. When you go through difficult times, you're not alone. As Kimmy was talking about, she doesn't feel alone because she's got all these people, but she's also got God. And so it takes a step of faith to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do that. It doesn't mean you have to know all there is to know about God. It just means you have to say, I'm willing to say yes. And when we say yes, we start a relationship that for me is like 27 years later, I'm still getting to know my husband. There are still things about him that surprise me that were like, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about you. And it's like that with God. It's exactly the same with God. You just say yes to a relationship and then you start to get to know him. And God is offering you an invitation tonight to get to know him better. And I would love it if you would give me the privilege and the opportunity of leading you in a simple prayer that literally is just connecting your life with his. This prayer is you saying yes to a relationship with God. And that's not the end. You see, when I came down the aisle and said to my husband, I do, when, he, when the priest said, you know, will you take this man to be your wife, lawful, wedded wife or whatever it is? And I said, yes, I do. That wasn't the end. Can you imagine if that was the end? Can you imagine if I got up the next day and said, that was an awesome wedding, great honeymoon night. You're not bad in bed. You're pretty good. But you know what? I'll see you round. (laughs) We wouldn't have much of a relationship today. But sadly, that's what people do with God. It's exactly what people do with God. They're like, yes, I want to do that. But then they say, I'll see you around. We want to help you develop a relationship that turns into a love affair with God, that turns into an incredible relationship. So you know him, he knows you, and you walk in step in life. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer out loud. And I would love it if we could just bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm going to lead you all in a a simple prayer. And if Everybody in this place could pray this prayer out loud after me. That would be awesome and help those that are praying this prayer for the first time. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.